Beyond Yacht Rock, Yacht or Yacht Volume 44. It's a mini so just for you. You wrote in songs that you were wondering were if they were Yacht or Yacht, and we're going to answer those questions for you today. My name is J.D. Riznar. I'm Hollywood Steve. I'm Dave. I'm Typen. His name is Hunter, which is close to Typen. He's, uh, he's Hunter and Pecker. <laughs> oh, that was some quick wit. Hey, that's why the Hollywood pays me the, the medium bucks. Uh, this one's written by Jeremy Cargill at no Jeremy Nobody Esquire ESQ. Uh, he came in via Twitter. Yeah. Stephen Bishop, send a little love my way. Uh, so this is off Stephen's Red Cab to Manhattan album from 1980. Stabish invited Steve Gadd on drums here, Dean Parks on the guitar, Lenny Castro, aka Champagne, to Paul Nuno da Costa's Andre Kolduck. I don't know if that's true. Two uh, key tappers on the EPN and synth are Warren Bernhard and Mike Manieri. They're jazz guys and they're best friends because they have an album together from 1978 called Free Smiles. That sounds nice. As best friends are wont to do. That's what jazz usually gives me. (laughs) Except except you had to pay $75 for that Mingus double album. From Japan. Um, I mean, it's out of print, so... Yeah. Uh, So these guys... Didn't pay, play in a lot, a lot of top forty stuff. Bernhardt and Manieri, so it's notable we're finding them here in this pop song about a passive fool. It just occurred to me. Normally, you do a voice when you read what they wrote, and I thought you just forgot to do a voice, and then I realized, oh, you wrote that first bit. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. very well written. I was impressed with uh, Jeremy. <laughs> hey, if uh, something I wrote comes up, uh-huh. go ahead and read it. Why don't you guys read it? Okay, because I'm still typing. Um, did you drop your first page there? Probably. There you, well, yeah. figure that out. Later. Here's, here's what Hunter wanted to say about this song. Oh man, I'm worried now. Uh, I like it. <laughs> Reeks of Yacht York. This is a fool at nighttime. Hey, fun fact: Phil Collins drums on two songs in this album. Yeah. Hey, that was oh, informative. Thanks, fun Jamie. fact. Yeah. Um, bit of a soft crossfire here, which is something I think of when I think of Yacht York. Mm-hmm. Mostly yeah. because of the moon in New York City. That's right, but this isn't back erect. It's, is, it kind of is. It, it actually. There's well, definitely not, a not, moon in New well, York City on this. It's not back erect directly by back erect. Um, I don't know. Well, you guys think, yeah. Steve? What do you think of the yachtiness of this song? I mean, Stephen Bishop is always kind of a. He's one of those dudes everybody seems to think is yacht just because he's soft and smooth, and he a lot of times he isn't. I feel like this is closer than most of his stuff. He's also a little weird looking, so. Mm-hmm. He's definitely a weird fool. So somebody might think he's. Um, um, I, Dave said something about this sounding having a little crossfire on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it necessarily does. He's just one of the few guys that that actively has an acoustic guitar mm-hmm. in yeah. his stuff. He up just until, is uh, that soft. Up until John Belushi smashed it against the wall. Yeah. Um, I, because this is such a sentimental ballad, even though it is a fool, it is a, it's a fool song for sure. But it is sentimental, kind of slow. So I don't love it for anything like above seventy. I think he was in New York at this time when he was making this, so I think it does have some of the. 
Yeah, legit I, Yacht York influence to it. Yeah, for surezies. Who are the guys on it? Uh, I don't think we really. Oh Steve yeah, Gad. Dean Park, Steve Gadd. These guys appear in New York sometimes. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give this <laughs> most of the time. I'm gonna give this one a 62. All right, I think that's that's a fair number. I'm typing I, again. Be right around in that area. Uh, oh, I thought, thought I thought our producer was uh, producer? telling me I needed to go higher. A little like, juice. Nah, he's, he's just uh, you know. But Bruce know. knows not to interfere with our recordings. He's I, looking boy, for hot dogs out there. Distracted today. Um, I will go 58. Uh, just not as not as yachty as I'd like. Yeah, but it's on the boat. It's very smooth. It's a nice yeah. it's a nice yacht ballad. Huh. Yeah, I'll put it on the boat too. I'll give it a 56. 56. Yeah, I'm going 50s on this one. I'm gonna give this a nice 53. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I like it, and you said that, uh, but I like it just above. That's my favorite part right there. Hunter's wearing a jean shirt today. And jean pants. What? <laughs> what? what uh, You're what, the jean genie. What number do we have? Well, I just want to say that, that uh, I'm doing, I dressed up because mm-hmm. I know that we have our... We have our live feed. Yeah, our, our live feed. Live so feed. I brought a little class to the... I took a shower and put on a, a clean t-shirt. Yeah, I got a collared so shirt. Your, I'm not you wearing got, a hat. You got your cool hat on. Yep. Steve? I got a sweet uh, heavy metal T-shirt on. It's uh, the band Gravedigger from Germany. Get it together, Steve. But all, all anybody oh, sees is sweet. Is, all anybody <laughs> sees is you fiddling but on the, the on your skull, headphones. The, but the skull on the shirt is wearing a top hat, so he he's oh, dressed yeah, to the he's, he's dressing up more. Uh, <laughs> oh. um, Hunter, oh. what's our final number? Of? It's a skull with a top hat, and the top hat has a skull. Man, that's how show, fucking sweet this geez. band is. Show the people at home, Steve. And Hunter, while he's doing that, what's our number? Uh, 57.25. That's Yacht Rock. Next song sent in by Ryan Lake at Chaos Pet. Has Adrian Gervitz been discussed yet? I discovered his album Sweet Vendetta, and it's really good. Of the Era has some right personnel, and it's so damn smooth. I'm going to go with The Way I Feel. For the lovesick fool lyrics, but I think there are at least a few contenders here. This is hot stuff. Um, Adrian Gervitz, he was he's a Brit. His first hit at 18 as a guitarist for a band called Gun, with a song called Race with the Devil, which has been covered by Judas Priest. And yeah. the gun song is awesome. It's super yeah. heavy, especially for 1968. And the guitar playing by Adrian is nuts. Wait, hold on. He softened a bit by this point, but the jazzy guitar solos on this song are equally nuts. I think Dave tried to give Steve a high five after he yeah, said the Judas, band name Judas gun. Priest. Oh, I thought, oh, you, I thought it was after Gun. Nah. <laughs> gun is like proto-proto-metal, sort of. Do you guys want, do you want to get that high five right now? Uh, I started typing. All right, All right. So, give me a minute. Um, I don't know if you guys had this on yours, Hunter, but my discogs exploded purple. This song is a Toto Fest. It's everyone but Luke and Kimball. Um, and this first album, it's the first album I've seen ever with Poppy Picaro, who does percussion, and Poppy Page, who who arranges. Uh, they, they both appear with their sons. It also has uh, Paul Gervitz, who is Adrian's brother, this album, this song. It's a real family affair. Yeah. So I, I did my my discogs was purple on this on this and this specific album too, and I have no idea why. <laughs> um, 
I think I, I might sleep research sometimes, and I and then and then I looked at his Wikipedia page, and that too was purple. My wiki was purple, also. Your wife is secretly super into yacht rock and, and researches <laughs> at night on your computer. Or so you she... had a really smooth burglar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I I don't know. I I like tried to trace it back from all the links, like, and I couldn't figure out where I got there. But I think it was because a while ago I was looking up British Yacht Rock. I really wanted to find British Yacht Rock, and he's one of the few guys who actually played with Toto. Yeah. 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 This, I, uh, this is my, a guitar so, so hot. Anyway, go it ahead. It really is. My, my discogs were not as purple. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably because I got a new computer, or I don't do nearly as much research as you guys. A little bit of both, yeah. maybe. But then I looked at his album cover, and... Uh, Oh, let me see How did it make you here. feel, Dave? No, uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you about I went, it. I went hard purple. Yeah, I mean, he's, when I saw the album cover, he's in the fog at night. It's probably a London street. He's yeah. got like a leather jacket and a necktie on, or at least a brown jacket, and he's got a. It's hard to see because it's a full body shot. It's small. He's got yeah. a sweet kind of man fro, white man fro, and beard. He uh, looks Gary a little looks. bit like Gary after the uh, fog rolled in. <laughs> um, not as sassy though. No, not nearly as sassy. This is a little bit Yatsko too. It's, it's uh, discoy for sure. Steve, how are you feeling about this song? It's hard. It's hard to place on the the old stylistic continuum there, because I can hear elements of a few different. Few different things. Right? This yeah. part's good. There's some disco cliches in there, but there's a nice, really nice E piano that's being played the right way by, uh, and like a real good old man percussion by Poppy Percaro. It's almost like a like a like a disco Jerry Rafferty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a great point. Um, I can hear that. Let me see. I mean, I like this though. Like, I'd love to hear this in in, in the midst of a yacht rock mix. I, you know, seventy two at. Who's party? Anybody's. Anybody in particular? I mean, it's a 72. I didn't really, I wasn't really struggling in whether or not it was right. a Yacht Rock song, yeah. so I didn't need to apply the Brody Index. There it is. No. You just wanted to hear the name. Yeah. Yeah, it gets that, our, guy, that guy needs to get in the news. Gets our numbers up. Um, I think it's more disco than Yacht Disco. But it's not, it's on the boat. Well, we don't know what yacht disco is. To be honest, we haven't really defined that. Right. And we haven't put it all together and listened to it either. And that's how you really get to know what it sounds like. Yeah. Find the uh, commonalities. Because th- could this be? Uh, I, hear, I hear a little British yacht rock. I think yeah. I just heard a zap. Uh, sixty-five. Sixty. Yeah. Fuck it. Sixty-five. Really nice yacht solo here. Yeah. All right, Hunter. I'm going to give this a, uh, a 57. Okay, what does that get? A- Wait, Steve, did you give a number? No, oh. not yet. Uh, I'm, I'm going 50s uh, territory, too. I'm going to give it a 53. Three. We got a 61.75. That that's button. yacht. That's that's a now that's a good good noise right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one uh, is it you by Lee Rittenauer, written uh, in by Matt Bird, and Matt Bird says, <laughs> <laughs> "You get it, Hunter gets it." Yeah, because he's a bird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, he's, he's, oh, JD, I I got it. <laughs> Hunter got it the right way, the way I intended. Yeah, I listened to uh, you know. Okay, so we were told that we were told to. Julian said we were supposed to laugh at our jokes. Yeah, good. 
Yeah, you weren't here. I took that note. Yeah, yeah I wasn't yeah. even here. Um, okay, so it seems like Eric Tag and the champ Bill Champlin are both taking vocal duties on this son of a gun from uh, the Writ Volume 1 album from 1981. Tag is first, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, we've talked about this album before. Uh, this song also has Laboreal, Foster, and Hey. hey. Uh, also has Richard T. Harvey Mason and Alex Acuna of Weather Report. Yeah, brought up Ooh. from the miners. Those, those guys. Are the, uh, those are the three best ones. No, no, no. Only Alex Acuna is from Weather Report. Richard T. is a keyboardist from New York who was on a lot of R&B jazz stuff out of New York. Uh, he played a lot with Steve Gadd. He may have. He had some crossover. Harvey Mason. You know what? I was confusing them with the Weather Girls. Oh. Well, they played It's Raining Men. <laughs> it's true. They're Rain, also women. Paul Schaefer. It's Raining Richard T. Harvey Mason and Alex Acuna. Um, when I heard this, I thought we did this before. I thought, mm -hmm. Did anybody, nobody bone through this one, right? I don't know. I don't no, think I so. Yeah. I guess I just listened to the album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a good song. Have we yachtskied a Lee Rettenauer song that isn't yacht yet? Yes. Uh, oh. Yeah, he. Uh, it was like Captain's Travels or something like that. Oh. It was. It was his Prague. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thing. yeah. It's, it's very easy to find a, a non yacht rock Lee Rittenauer song. He's just jazzy our, and yeah. proggy. Our listeners are just smart and they're just asking about ones that are closer and to the boat. Like you guys, they do more research than me. <laughs> um, let's see. Mr. Briefcase was on. Promises, oh. promises. Cross my heart was on. Sunset Drivers is on. Uh, I gotta find it. Here's a here's a fun fact. The captain's journey oh, okay. is not twenty nine point five. What'd you call it? Captain's travels. Yeah, well, that's close, close enough. enough. I'd watch that show. Um, so here's a fun fact. This is actually Lee Rittenauer's biggest hit. It peaked at number fifteen. Wow, fifteen. That's not Man. bad. Hit I mean, factory. Um, okay, so for a jazz crossover yeah. artist, yeah, that's, that's really who good. only who only plays the guitar and doesn't sing, it's pretty good. This feels like. Like in the same tonal neighborhood as the last two songs we yachtskied, but I feel like this is more yacht rock than that. So I'd be I'd be comfortable giving this a number of seventy-eight. Hmm. I'd say what makes this different is that this one gets it. It stays yachty. Like the yeah. like the last one gets more disco, like in the bridge and the chorus, whereas this gets. It transitions, but it stays yachty. It's got a bona fide bounce throughout. Absolutely. It absolutely does. I think this is higher than personally. I think it's. I think this is in the 80s. Hmm. I was thinking 75 because to me it's right. It's just straightforward yacht, right in the middle. <laughs> I don't love slow stuff. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but I'm looking at you, and so are all the people watching at home on Facebook Live. And yeah, you're you look you're like bouncing. you're enjoying it. I am, but I don't, love it. Like I don't love it for high yacht rock. Is that, a, is that a Brody Index thing? Because slow songs make you uncomfortable at Brody Jenner's yeah. pool party? Yeah. Anyway, Steve. 74. I, I, I love the vocals on this. Everything about this I love. Yeah, I'm, giving this an, I'm giving this an 84. Very good. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's Bill Champlin right there. Mm -hmm. 77.75. That's Yacht. That's a good episode. Good job, everyone yeah. listening and sending in songs. Um, this is from Jeff Pinot, Halifax's own Jeff Pinot. Uh, Echoes of Love by the Doobie Brothers. 
Uh, so this is off the Doobies Living on the Fault Line album, and it was the biggest hit on that record, peaking at 66, which meant it wasn't even a hit at all. No. Um, this is the only Doobie album without a hit, save the shitty ones that were made more recently. Um, the other single is a cover of an old soul song called Little Darling, and even that, you know, even this song is written by outsiders of the band, so... The Fault Line album proceeds minute by minute, uh, the home of what a fool believes. So like in our web show, Michael McDonald probably really did have to prove himself <laughs> after this hitless album with a hit song for the Doobies. So this is before? This is just before Minute by Minute, and after taking it to the streets. After taking it to the streets, so his, second, his sophomore, okay. McDonald's their, sophomore album. Rested on their laurels. Because this sounds like after Minute to Minute, like they're just really phoning in yeah, a, what a fool believes, but I guess they just... They're phoning in. I think they're not sure of themselves they yet. They just haven't found... It's definitely there. You can hear. Oh, yeah, there's, there's. It's a little bouncy, and that it's e piano. Echoes a yacht, if you will. It is definitely. Yeah, you can hear McDonald's influence with the e piano, which is exactly what gives it that little bounce to me. But as far as the doobies go, it's kind of a nothing song when you stack it up against the rest of their catalog. You know, I love this. It's so hum. I love this song like crazy. There's something about well, it. This it magic, is... but it sounds like an old school doobie song. It sounds sleepy. Got a little bit McDonald's up. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's kind of my point. Yeah. And, well, you said you love it, and I know that we put it in episode nine, the Van Halen, because Ted Templeman, of course. But I kind of think if I hadn't heard this before, I I never would have gone out of my way to find it. It's I, I well, you I mean, love the Doobie Brothers. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Log Train Runner. <laughs> it's great. Um, but. No, I, I don't think this is one I ever would have heard, even though it got all the way to number 66. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so I, I thought this <laughs> I thought this was, oh, geez, we got to do another Yacht Rock song. Let's just phone one in. But this is actually them, I think, not knowing what that sound quite is yet. And so mm -hmm. they're just throwing things. Like, no, no, no. I don't know. Is that going to work? I hear this one nope. as a little more of a straightforward blue-eyed soul song than than most of what their their classic yacht output is. Yeah, I think the I think the McDonald in the harmonies. It's yeah, not that, it's, it's not him solo. I think that helps it a lot. And I'd put this on the boat at um uh, fifty four. You don't have to put it on the boat. No, I just think that's low. I think it's definitely on the boat. Yeah, I was, I I was actually going higher than I'm that. hearing yeah. too much old, like, uh, ching-changy uh, doobies. Ching-changy? No. No, you're... No. Uh, I was going to go as high as 66. That's great. That's a good number for this song, well, Dave. That's because that's the number it got on the charts. Oh, yeah. It's, it's asking. Yeah. Gene Yatsky made yeah, sure it did He spoke to me yeah. through that chart, through your writing. I was going to go with 61. I was too. Oh my god, you guys so cute. And we got a 60.5. That's Yacht Rock. We are adding to the certified list today. Um This next song written in by Chris Fuzzy Muscles Braun. And Chris writes I was wondering where Simone by Boz Skaggs lands on the legendary Yatsky scale. The track features Jeff Beccaro on drums, David Hungate on bass, both Fo David Foster and David Page on synthesizers, and Vanetta King, he means Fields, on background <laughs> vocals. See, she sang for Rashida's dad and Steely Dan. Um, this is from Baz's Middleman album from 1980, and... 
Oh, it's not Boz. This isn't Boz. This is... Yo, this is Boz. Yeah, it's Boz. Mind. But he's really got that Boz frog in his throat in this one. Um, Ray Parker Jr. is also on this album with Lenny Castro, Michael Boddicker. Just Bonanza's personnel. And... The sound. I was wondering how that was pronounced. <laughs> Here, nonchalant. But names. Yeah, it's the sound. The sound borders on disco, but it's chock full of, of yacht production elements. I think there's great e piano in this song. I think there's a very jazzy synth solo in here. I think this is good stuff. Let me write my next point. Wait, can I read your next point? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You don't have to write on these. You're really no, yeah, you, you don't have. You can I probably think, remember to say the word "absolutely" in the room well, without writing it down. And if you don't, I you think, probably don't feel absolutely. Well, I think I was doing this. Well, I know I was doing this while I was doing other work today, and I'd stop and work on it for a while. So I think that was the beginning of a thought, and then you know I got a phone call or something. Yeah, right. Uh, um, I think I was going to talk about the album cover. Yeah, how to make you feel? Uh, kind of sexy. All right. What What is the album cover? Uh, he's laying back on a uh, like a. Is it a stockinged leg? I don't know. I'm looking at the essential Boz Skaggs album <laughs> cover right now. Not where nearly it's Boz as sexy. In a black turtleneck, yeah. putting a fist on the side of his face, well, like a senior it, portrait. I think he's. I think he's dressed up, and it's like a. Isn't he puffing a cigarette uh, or something? He might have a cigarette in his mouth, and I think it's like some kind of lacy or fishnet leg that he's leaning back on and it made me wonder this isn't a fool hmm interesting but he's he's pining for Simone in this song he's definitely not winning her so that leg doesn't belong to Simone no interesting it was a mannequin uh Steve do you want to try to give this a Yatsky number well the more I listen to it the more the higher up it keeps climbing in, in my head I think here's a synth solo I mentioned continue Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hit me with it, baby. <laughs> it's a fishnet stocking leg of you know what? solos. Everybody has skipped uh, two down and two to the left, or one, one down the, his 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 uh, bridge album between his famous... What's the famous one that Toto was on? Silk, Silk degrees. degrees. And this one, two down and to the left, I think it's called. And that, I think, is his yachtiest one. We haven't even gotten any on from that album yet anyways sorry Steve I bought you some time <laughs> I, I think I think that I'm gonna put this at an 85 oh that's very high Oof. yeah I don't think it's even close to that high yeah I, <laughs> but I, I think get you're it. I think you've lost your, Is this your an accordion god, in here goddamn handsome mind was there an accordion um, in this Did we, could you go back like there's almost some calypso four in there. measures Right there? Yeah. Is that an accordion? I think it is. They're pulling out all the stops. Um, I give this a 73. A little Peter Allen vibe going here. This sounds a lot like Miss Sun. Like the chorus. Uh Hey, Simone, what do you say? I was going to give this a 74. I was high 60s, but uh, I'm going to stay there. 69. Nice. (laughs) You got a 75.25. That's yacht. Every song made it on the boat so far. Um, this is no, this isn't. What? What? Are you, Where is this? No, we we skipped. A you lot? skipped one. No, just one. Okay. You skipped, uh, you skipped the Kenny Rogers one. Okay, well, let me find that one. Hey, so how have you guys been doing lately? Uh, well, I was I was meant to be watching the Facebook feed and. Uh, 
you know, interacting with people that were commenting on it, but the comments aren't showing up. It, no, don't. Oh, they're just they're they're nonsense. Don't yeah. don't worry about interacting with the comments. Well, it turned out I totally forgot to look at it because I was texting a friend. Oh, oh, there you go. Do you hear that sweet sound? Yeah, this is written in by Sean. I invented Napster Parker. This is "You're My Love" by Kenny Rad. Yeah, this is this is a wild one. Okay, do you remember this? Yeah, this was yeah. Uh, this was in our Prince episode. This is the Joey Coco song. That's this right. Is Prince wrote this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is Joey Coco wrote this. Uh, so not only can we get another white beard on the boat, but we could possibly get the Prince on the boat. Uh, this this is an in- interesting album. It's uh, they don't make them like they used to. It's 1986. Okay. And you can definitely, definitely have the that mid to late '80s production on this, mm-hmm. but it's also so lame mm-hmm. that it sounds two to four years like, yeah. like late or early, yeah, or late, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I saw you wrote that, and I started thinking about it, and that's kind of like what Kenny Rogers does. Yeah, yeah, he's like, a few years behind. Yeah, like, and that's why it's so accessible to, you know, people that aren't that. Good at listening to music. That's country music in general is a few years ago. Yeah, and uh, he, but I mean even like Islands in the Stream, uh, the Bee Gees had done it four years prior. <laughs> uh, it, it's like most of his hits were just kind of slower country, but that makes it more accessible because people hear new stuff and they don't get it. They're like, I remember, remember four years ago what music sounded like then. People and then started, Kenny Rogers comes out with a song. People started liking Rotisserie Chicken four years before he opened his restaurant. Yeah. yeah. To, to be fair, this is the least 80s synth. I mean, it's very 80s synth, but this is the least sort of late 80s synthy song on the album. And it's also the most straightforward pop song. Like, this is a very, like, by the numbers sort of pop song. The synth on this really jumped out at me because I know Prince wrote this, and I know Prince, when he writes a song, he writes all of the parts. But this sounds like maybe personnel well, I'll tell involved you. with Kenny like because it's I'll so, tell you it's who so, that guy is it's so in the front and it's so not Prince it's poppy. not Prince yeah. <laughs> he just wrote it uh, this features out the barge on backing uh, vocals Michael Landau on guitar Robbie Buchanan on synth I think um, uh, maybe Abe Laboreal and Nathan Neese on bass I don't know uh, I'm not positive but I'm pretty pretty sure that Jay Graydon is doing basically everything else on this because he did, I think he produced this album and did most of everything on this album. Um, and he was like credited as drums. He was credited pretty much everything on this. Yeah, he's still got some yacht juice in him on this one. I feel like he produced an Al Jarreau album around this time that just missed the mark. But this feels yachty to me. I can, yeah, I can put this on the boat. It does. It really does. The parts that draw me away are Kenny's vo- Kenny's voice because it's so obviously Kenny Rogers we know it so well it's like Neil Diamond it's hard to find a Neil Diamond yacht rock song because his voice doesn't lend itself to it he doesn't he doesn't bother me and it may be because I've listened to his yacht rockish albums too much that it doesn't bother me anymore Kenny or Neil Kenny because Neil really only did like a song and yeah, then it was went and back to, and not even I mean like yeah maybe a, like maybe close. maybe a couple songs but yeah, Kenny Rogers did the future era he did like three albums one was Bee Gees stuff which didn't sound like Kenny Rogers stuff and then he yeah, did like I See in the Dark that was a really good album and then his next album was like mostly Yacht Rock production and then it was this one which was like super synthy sort of pop stuff so I don't know I, got, I guess I may have been a little used to it Mark me down for a 60 on this one. 60. That's kind of where I was. I was in the the mid to high 50s, so I'm going to say 56. 
It's a, it's a, it's, it, it's a straightforward pop song. It doesn't have a lot of twists and turns. Yeah, in it. it's a little generic to me. It is, but uh, but honestly, for whatever reason, that kind of helps the song. Uh, the production is 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 such that it it overcomes that for me because I was I was considering that heavily. Yeah, um, it, yeah. The the overwhelming synth. If a lot of the stuff on this album where it does take turns, it takes it in weird synthy places mm-hmm. where like just stuff's mm-hmm. going and it doesn't it takes it right off the boat. But this one, it worked for me. I'm gonna give this a I'll give this I'll give this a 59. I think it's just barely on the boat for me, and I'm gonna say so barely. I'm gonna be gonna give it a 52 or six. Yeah, 52, 52, 52. It's a 56.75. Kenny and Prince are officially on the boat. That's yacht. All right, here we are. Yeah, Back we on are. track. Okay, Heather Unitarian Church at Heather Church writes. <laughs> Ships a whore, mateys. How are my four favorite hydro tramps doing? FYI. What did she call us? Hydro tramps. How dare you? FYI. And she also said ships a whore. Hey, I'm trying to read my letter that I wrote. I switched all my Patreon funding over to you guys. I can't believe how hard you worked to entertain us. <laughs> Thank you. I've been busting my ass to find a bard song for the boat. And I think this is as close as we're going to get. Ironically, the barge literally means the boat. I'm not giving up yet. It's funny. It is funny. It's from 1981, and not like anything else they've done. Elle isn't hitting any crazy notes, and... And... and okay, I gotta turn the page. And... 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 And smoother than their... <laughs> smoother than their other stuff. Uh, production is wrenched up and super tinny. Please turn up the treble on this biatch. Yatsky, this unicorn. Uh, this song is called Saving Up All My Love. Uh, it's by DeBarge. Um, I'm curious what you guys have to say about this. And I, I'll get to the next par- part. Uh, I, I personally, I think this sounds too Motowny. It's... Like, it sounds like they're doing like temptation spins while they're... Living singing. it up! Giving myself a time. <laughs> it's my cover. I changed the lyrics a little bit. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I, get it. I don't dislike this part. So, uh, we haven't looked at anything on this album yet, and I think it's a pretty yachty pop soul album. In fact, since the Bard is, they're just young teens here, yeah. so this is probably our second example of mall yacht we found after. Dara Sadaka's Huggin. Maybe if you put it on the boat. Yeah. I, I yeah, this I it I feel like this sounds like Motown to me, like two Motown. Yeah, but it's also that like young kid poppy Motown, like after the Jackson Five did well and they were trying to do it with yeah. like people were trying to capture that sound. Like Motown. this this is what, seventy nine? Um eighty one. Eighty one? Okay, so this is eighty one and the um, who am I thinking? New edition. They they were popular right around this time, forming around then. And some you said mall yacht? Is that right? Yeah. Like I can hear this poppy kind of if it's yachty could be mall yacht. Uh, I can hear this mixing can, in with with candy our, girl? Yeah. That could be mall. This doesn't sound like mall to me at all. Well, the cover I, of the it, album helps. It's fourteen. Nah, I know, phone. I'm a DeBarge fan. And and just so you know, they were on this album they were the DeBarges. Yeah. <laughs> Lay DeBarge. 
Um, okay, I think this this feels right at home on an essential yacht. Not, I mean, not essential, but a certified yacht rock playlist for me. So I can I can easily put this like. 64. Wow, that's wow. that's way higher. I was kind of thinking around the same area yeah. there. I'm going to go 62. I'm Ooh. not crazy. Unless Steve is crazy and I'm similar to him. Huh. Steve's kind of the right kind of crazy. Uh, thank you, Dave. Yeah. It's nice to be appreciated for what I am. <laughs> what you are is swaying like Rain Man right now. I, I, I mean, it's an infectious jam. Yeah. You're a real, I, I, real I sexy dancer. This is I'm a DeBard fan and this doesn't this doesn't this doesn't do it. I'm giving it a forty nine. Huh. I'm high, it's on the boat for me, but barely. And that's because I really want this to be Malyad. So I'm at fifty three. Fifty three. Okay. So this is a fifty seven. Huh. Now, I didn't think this was That's Yacht Rock. I didn't think that that was Yacht Rock. So I suggested what I thought was their Yacht Rock song that the I think the one is and it's this. And this is uh Queen of My Heart from the same same album. This written in by Hunter Stairs. Yeah, I wrote this. This has a, a Yacht Rock bounce. You should have You should have oh, he didn't write anything. I was like it'd be funny if you would have done your hunter. Um, anyway, what were you saying, Hunter? This is this has a Yacht Rock bounce to me. And this is uh this is the, both of these songs that we just heard probably have Harvey Mason, Nathan East, and Michael Boddicker on it. I just want to be clear about that for the personnel. Um, not a ton of stuff, but those guys. Um, this is, I mean, this song and the last song, this is Bouncing, which makes it a stronger Yacht Rock song. But they both had really nice yacht production elements. This is great electric piano. And I'll tell you what, you fuckers... Eldebarge himself played the e-piano on this, so God bless him. He's really tickling that road. It's powerful talent, that boy. From Grand Rapids, Michigan. If we yeah. Beer that. City, USA. Woo! Listen to that. Uh, and also... Listen to this part. Yeah, we, we mm-hmm. hear the parts. We hear the parts, Hunter. Yeah. There's another member of DeBarge named Bunny. Don't forget Chico. <laughs> There's also, I think, a Randy in there, but that was kind of an every Tito. band back yeah. then. I think it was Randy. Randy huh? was in every family band. Yeah. yeah. Everybody had a Randy. I can't I give this one a 72. Wow. Really? This, this, to me, has a strong yacht rock bounce. When I'm listening to, like, more soul stuff, this is the sound that I'm looking for, at least that, that rhythm. Yeah, I can hear it. I think 72 is way high. Uh, 57. I think it gets yachtier, too, for me. coming up. Uh, but I'm thinking Mall Yacht's got to have love letter lyrics, right? I don't know. I don't know. Why don't you do some research, find some <laughs> Mall Yacht songs, here's, and then here's, we can start to define Here's what all Mall stuff would sound like. It, it sounds like they're love letter lyrics for somebody who's who's never been in a real relationship. Like, it's just like puppy love. I mean, right now, all we know is that it's Yacht Rock by people who are practically teens. You know, and I, I believe this song—they re-released this uh, two albums later, two or three albums sure. later—and that version I don't think has any personnel on it. Steve, seventy-two is too high. I'm going to give it a seventy. <laughs> no, I want Dave to go. I already oh, did. Oh, what, what was your number? I think it was fifty-seven. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> oh, this, this is the screen part. Uh, I like your guys' numbers around the early 70s. I'll give this, I'll split the difference, I'll give this a 71. Uh, so this gets a 67.5. That's yacht. Sail Cataldo. So I uh, just want you guys to know, so far, we're all yacht. Well, the end's here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Steve Perry made the boat, but can he throw the raft to his original shipmates? He's talking about Journey here. 1980's Departure album was the last major studio album with Greg Raleigh. And he opens the second track, Walks Like a Lady, with some smooth keyboarding. Sean is pooping and funking instead of wailing. Even Steve Perry keeps himself subdued and smooth. It's as smooth as a scarab. It's smooth as a scarab makes a pit stop on the dock as they head toward full arena rock. We don't have to spend a lot of time on this one. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, do you want to read what I wrote? Uh, yeah, Hunter wrote, no. <laughs> but I can see the Blues Brothers doing this. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Dave, you want me to read what you yeah, wrote? Yeah, do it. Okay. This is Hard Yacht. I'm struggling to hear anything yacht about this. Also, I usually love Journey songs. That didn't happen either. <laughs> uh, it's just you know, a real basic shuffle. Yeah. Um, and it's the, just R&B. And the, yeah, and the guitar is like Santana guitar. Because it's by Neil Sean. Yeah, yeah. Why, why? Yeah. Um, Thirteen. Just above anger. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Fifteen. Eighteen. Eighteen. Ten. Uh, It's got a fourteen overall. It is Nyat. Does that mean you're angry about it, or you're like... I'm on the, I'm on the, I'm on the starting edge. Starting to boil. Hey, I'm shuffling here. Um, all right. Okay, this is a great one to do. This is this is really... Got a, my picture. Put uh, it yeah. Okay. With your camera. Again, another one by, from Kelly Dwyer. Where'd you come from, Taken? I'll propose Room 335 by Larry Carlton. Carlton's series of licks leave Jay Graydon constipated. And after his solo from Peg was cut, Carlton asked Fagin and Becker if he could swipe the intro chords for his own tune. God damn, he's good. I'm Kelly Dwyer. <laughs> Maybe I should have read his thing, because I, I just I started listening to it, and I just started writing, This sounds like Peg! <laughs> This series of licks leaves me constipated. I don't... Listen, hmm. he's a professional writer. Don't question his metaphors. He le- it was a they dry leave lick. Jay Graydon constipated. They leave Jay Poop and Graydon constipated. Because they're better than his. There it is. They, they it, makes it, it's, writer's block. it's a lick like a cat. See, the ca- See, a cat's tongue wicks moisture. Here's the thing so about, leave about Kelly Dwyer. I think I've said this before. This is the same name as my friend's wife. Mm-hmm. So whenever I see the name, I automatically think my friend's wife. Mm-hmm. And His it, nickname's Hoops and Poops, but he never puts it on there. Weird. Would that help? You get me, you get me a recording of your your friend's wife's voice. I will do that voice <laughs> next time. Kelly Dwyer writes in a yacht you. All right, that's actually my friend that I was texting a moment ago. So I'll, I don't care. I'll hit him up. All right, so <laughs> the personnel on this 100% yacht. Uh, this is the opening track of Larry's debut self-titled album. Yes, it sounds a lot like Peg. And here's how Larry explains it. 
The chords came from a track I played on for Steely Dan called Peg. Those chords are the first four chords of Peg pretty much. <laughs> Hold on, I think we were talking over it, so listen. If you've never heard this song. Well, I've certainly heard that before. Yeah. I really like the sound of them, and when the time came to record a new album, that sequence of chords came back to me. I wrote the melody on top of that sequence, then I changed the bridge so it wouldn't sound like Peg. But no. I consider those opening <laughs> chords to be inspired by Steely Dan. I would say they're inspired as well. Uh, yeah. Say a little it's, more than inspired. It's got Jeff Picaro, Abe Laboreal, Paul, you know, DaCosta, and Greg Matheson. No one remembers Greg Matheson. But he did a bunch of sessions stuff with Abe. Abe, I thought I'd mention his name again. Um, yeah, Hunter, you f you feel like instrument instrumentals are yeah, problematic? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Have to, you have to nail it. You have to absolutely nail it. Well, I think that he nailed it here because this song is one. It's peg. <laughs> what? It's Peg, and it's also one long yacht rock guitar solo and a really great E piano solo set to Peg. Uh, no. So I think that's called nailed. Um, there's there's. He think, pegged it. I think the bar, yeah. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He, pegged, he pegged it hard. I think the bar's yeah. set here for Yacht Rock Instrumentals. Um, it doesn't sound one bit too jazzy or one bit too smooth jazz, which happens a lot in these days. Uh, it's just badass soloing over smooth, complex music. I don't think the music that it's over is that complex. I think it's very basic. Could you play this? Could I? I get that bump, bump, bump. I could play that part. That's how basic. <laughs> yeah, it is. yeah. We could, we, but we could all play that. I could solo, probably play that. The solo is obviously very complex, and the part that isn't the guitar solo turns into an e piano solo, mm -hmm. which is equally good. Yeah, this works for me. I give it an. I, I give it an eighty. Eighty. I'm from now on. When there's an instrumental, I'm going to say you have to peg it. <laughs> yep, yep. Not yeah. nailing it. No, you gotta peg it. In fact, it's almost like a sample. Did you peg it? It's so spot on. Yeah, you gotta take it to room 335 and peg it. Yeah. I feel like the giant on Twin Peaks, you know? Remember 335 and peg. And peg. Uh, the personnel's there, the sound's there. I'm gonna give it a 67 before Dave stretches out anymore. Uh, 72. I'll seem a little too high. I'll give it a 59. I mean, he pegged it, so I mean, 67 is yeah. a good number for yeah. pegging, I feel. We're all over the place. I'm curious to hear the average. 67 point... 60... Excuse me, 69.5. Gene Yatsky's good. Nice. That's yacht. <laughs> Last one today. Yeah, so you, you peg it, it's a 69.5. <laughs> Hell yeah. Carl Magnus Palm at Carl Palm. This is Take the Short Way Carl Home. Carl M. Palm. Oh, thank you. Carl M. Palm. Take the Short Way Home by Dion Warwick. That's Carl Palm. Carl Palm. Carl. Carl. And he writes, electric piano jazzy breaks R&B flavors. Uh, this is from Dion's 82 album, Heartbreaker. Yeah, and it took me the same notes as it, in this as it took me to figure out Peg in the last song, and I was two notes, Bee Gees. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to look it up. Mm -hmm. I knew it was a Bee Gees. Um, and while the Bee Gees are a gateway drug to the Yacht Rock ecstasy, they aren't Yacht, yacht Rock. Like Kenny Rogers, he slid in with a little Bee Gees, got, got a little bit of that... A little, a little that funk in him, and then he <laughs> white boy funk, and then he then he went to the the, the boat. But uh, it's not the Bee Gees aren't yacht rock. 
Um, no. At least I don't think so. Maybe Graydon produced something eventually, but we haven't heard we it. We haven't found, found it. it. All right. This is this is BG produced, written, and performed. You can hear them even even more than Dion Warwick in this song, really. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, Guilty Barry's duet with Streisand that made the boat because it has a great jazzy groove, and this is damn close to the boat. Um, but I think it lacks that guilty groove. And the Bee Gees are just confounding. Like, they get so close in, in their early 80s stuff to Yacht Rock, but it all, you're right, it sounds like Bee Gees. Yeah. Yeah. And this song has a pretty straightforward beat. There are sections that are bona fide Yacht, like the section that just ended. But I'm not sure as a whole. I don't Dionne know. Warwick is Yacht. The Bee Gees aren't. Yeah. Yeah, Dionne Warwick has done some Yacht stuff. Yes. And... I think it was right before, it was either before this or after this. It, this it was it right pro- around this era. It was probably just after this, which is why the Bee Gees have constantly been a gateway drug for people. Yeah. Yeah, and I, it's not wrong to to find Yacht Rock through that, but, you know, the, the journey isn't always, uh, I'm fucking it up. The captain's journey isn't always the destination. The captain's travels doesn't always get you on the boat. It's always a straight line. It's not always a straight line. No. The yeah. compass twirls sometimes. That works. Uh, uh, but I can see how people would. It's not a bad question. Mm-hmm. No, it's, not it's at not all. A, this is so no, close. I'm not saying it's I a may bad give question. this a Yatsky score. I don't really? know. Really? I'm, I'm low 40s, mid 43. Okay. Well, here's Richard the thing. T and Steve Gadd might be on this. Mm. Those are New York City names. Um, I, I think I know what bothers me about the Bee Gees. Is it, the Bee Gees become boring and irritating to listen to. And I think Yacht Rock songs become more appealing the more that you listen to them. And I think Yacht Rock has complexities that the Bee Gees lack. Like, Steely Dan put, spends like 100 years recording a single bass track, and the Bee Gees are like, Beard? Chick. From Australia? Check. Hit record. We'll shit out a song. Robin's got a Lamborghini to pay for. <laughs> I did my best. Or some hair plugs. Yeah. My, my theory on the Bee Gees being like a, the gateway is I think that probably record companies say, you need to do disco. Yeah. Right at, at, in 1980. Yeah. And so they go to the Bee Gees and they go, uh, it's not working for me. Yeah. Weren't these, these other guys that kind of started doing some like white boy <laughs> funky stuff? Do that next. Yeah, well, people hear their Bee Gees produced albums and they're disappointed. <laughs> and so they move on. I'm going to give this a 50, though, because I'm really torn as to whether or not it's Yacht or Yacht. Or yacht. I don't know. I just don't I'm know. I'm giving it a 46. I don't think it is. Yeah, but, I'm going I'm to give it a 42. Dave? Dave gave it a number. I gave it a 43, dumb dick. That's I my, didn't hear him. It's my favorite insult. Yeah, dumb dick. Mm-hmm. It rolls off your tongue. Yeah. So alliteration. Mm-hmm. 45.25 That's Nyat Yatsky approved music. What? 
Yo, yadernyad.com to find Yasky Proof Music. Thanks to Webmeister Patrickology at Handglobs for putting that website together. Find the certified Yacht playlist by following J.D. Rizner on Spotify. It's archived by Samuel J. Hill at Shill the Voice. Uh, like Yacht Rock on Facebook. Follow Beyond Yacht Rock on Instagram. Rate and review us on iTunes. Go to yachtrock.com. It's a useful experience. Hey, buy a t-shirt. I got t-shirts. I moved them to my new house so I could still sell them to you, so buy some. Huh. Uh, theme and bumpers by Ocean City Defender. Thanks to Peruso Matt Bruso. Thanks to the whole Feral Audio family. And check out other Feral Audio podcasts at feralaudio.com. You see, I never hear Dave's number because he's usually making some asinine point that doesn't fully make sense and then just throws a number in there real real fast and I I, I just lose it. Maybe uh, you need to get the jizz out of your ears. Yeah, maybe. And there's the name of our episode. <laughs>